You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to episode number 98 of FPA Connects. I'm Suzanne. I'm glad you're joining in today. Um, I have some some fun stuff to talk about today because it's going to be a little bit of um, drama and music and art and creative things like that. And, you know, really <clears throat> just kind of an encouragement to explore these different areas with your your kids. Um, I have an interesting kind of story related to how we got exposed to some of the things that my kids ended up being a part of. You know, when you're a homeschool parent, and um, I guess just gleaning from my own childhood as well, I wanted to make sure that I was teaching what my kids needed to know, like learning how to read and the alphabet and things like that. Um, and then I thought, you know, well, of course, I want them to be uh, well-rounded. So let's take piano. Um, and that's a good thing for all kids to kind of learn how to play the piano. And <clears throat> so that was kind of the mindset that I had going into um, homeschooling from the beginning with my kids. And piano was great. And we did start taking piano at a young age. Um, so that was an exposure to music but you know there was I guess around third grade when I was wanting to take my son and my my daughter ultimately um, who was younger to a camp that I saw that was a it looked great and it was related to music and um, they had other things and it was like a week-long camp for the summer and in order to go you really had to be playing like a stringed instrument. And so none, none of my kids had played stringed instruments and neither one of them at the time had taken any lessons, but that was okay too, because you could be a beginner and go to this camp. And so we were planning and my son started taking cello and my daughter, again, who was younger, uh, we went and picked out a cute, adorable little tiny violin for her and we were going to get ready to go to this camp. Part of the process um, of that was you had to send in a little audition for the students participating because at the end of the camp, there was going to be a production. And they would have to sing. I think they sang happy birthday and they had to say a few words. And I would have never pegged this as an audition because I wasn't real familiar with a lot of auditions. But um, I got a phone call. And the phone call was asking me if my third grader would be interested in acting in the production that they were doing as a pig that was kind of a comical pig. And I remember thinking, I don't think that's going to work for him at all, but I'll ask him, you know, and this is what I told the director. And I started talking to my son on the phone while she was there explaining what um, they were asking him to do. And he started laughing and said, yes, I want to do that. Yes. And so I thought, well, that's, he's never done this before. This is going to be really interesting (laughs) to figure this out. And so we went on and he got the job to the role of the comical pig. And we had our job before we got there to memorize the lines and to 
be ready to go with everything. And I'll never forget because, you know, the kids were young, parents stay with them and it was for a week. And I was watching the development of this production. So all these kids came together, they knew their lines and this production comes together in an amazing way. Um, And I realized as I was sitting there video recording and my husband wasn't with me, but I wanted him to see all that he could. I was watching this, this kid on stage acting like a comical pig. And I never had any clue at all that he could act or that he would want to act or that he would enjoy it in any way, shape or form. It would have never been on my radar. And that was when he was in third grade. He's now 19 years old and he spent the rest of his years all of the ones in between and continues to act and to use the skills that he learned in theater for other things that, you know, he enjoys doing in life. So that story um, just always kind of brings me back to this reality that sometimes when our kids are, you know, doing things or inclined to do things, or maybe have talents in areas that we're not close to or familiar with, we might miss it. And they might not have a chance to find something that they're very passionate about. And so I wanted to just kind of start there um, with his story and, and bounce off of that to, you know, how do you find those things? How do you find the unexpected passions, the things that your kids are good at? Because I have had so much enjoyment over the years, um, just personally watching my kids blossom in those areas, places that they would have never been had it just been what I was thinking about them doing. Um, How do you find those unexpected passions? And, you know, I had, I have developed some answers and I've seen some things, you know, I look back now and can see that this kid who really became an actor was what my only child who totally spent his days dressing up like different characters. He was a pirate one day. He was, you know, any number of the Star Wars characters another day. He was constantly wanting to try on costumes and put things on for playtime. And I really thought that that's just what it was. He wanted to play and and be those characters as he was playing. But in my mind, it didn't translate to acting. Um, Looking back now, though, I can totally see that, you know, and so I would you know, encourage you as you're watching your kids as they're young and they're playing and, you know, think about what it is that they're doing, what they gravitate towards and how that might translate into some of these, these other activities. But first and foremost, I think just exposing um, our kids to different things opens those doors. Um, I was really interested in that particular camp because of the music. And, you know, the opportunity to learn cello and violin. And I thought that was great. And those things, you know, at least the cello stuck for years as well and has evolved into playing other instruments. But um, because I saw, you know, a camp that was interesting to me in a completely different area, it opened a door for theater. And I think, too, about, you know, just things that, um, we, ways we can expose our kids to things, um, just taking them to theater performances, taking them to see a friend of theirs in a dance recital, um, listening to music, if it's classical music or 
different kinds of genres of music that, you know, are safe and appropriate, but exposing them to things that maybe not, maybe are not our tastes, maybe are not the things that we like. Um, And you might be surprised what you find and what you see that they gravitate to and what they're good at, things that you would just never have expected. Um, Art is one of those areas, you know, for a lot of people I see that are not artistic at all and they'll start working on some crafts with their children or, you know, give them an assignment from, from some lesson plan in their, you know, unit study or an activity. And all of a sudden they'll have, they'll just have no idea, but their kid was a really great artist. And then you can find ways to encourage that and help your children to grow in those areas. And so embracing the creativity giving them an opportunity, you know, and I think that this happens a lot of the time, whether it's with um, creative escapes like art or theater or music, um, or if it's with even things like sports and that that's what they're really strong in. You know, sometimes we go in as parents, we're like all behind it. Like, you know, my kid painted a really great snowman. So now they're the best artist in the world and we're going to give everything to to sending them to art classes and lessons. And, and all of a sudden you find out that, you know, the art was simple and not fantastic. And now it's a chore to try to learn some new techniques and your kids may not enjoy it. And, you know, I think at that point, even though as a parent, you may be kind of sold out and and you're all in, you need to be willing to step away and let your kids reevaluate. Uh, because you don't want these things, this creativity that you're embracing. You don't want it to be a chore. You don't want it to be a burden. You don't want it to be a hassle. You're wanting to find the things that they're naturally gifted in, naturally drawn to that will enhance their life and enhance the things that they're, they're learning. Now, that's not to say that, you know, the kids that start taking piano and get stuck somewhere along the way and get kind of tired of what they're doing and need some encouragement to push through Um, that's not the time to stop. I mean, everybody has to grow and we have growing pains, but be sensitive to what it is that they're, that they're really good at and what they're trying to, um, you know, learn and express how they're going to express themselves and explore this creative side. Um, if you are looking at the benefits of it, I know a lot of times these types of activities cost a lot of money. They require a lot of time. And if you don't see that your child is really drawn to something like that, you may not be as committed to it. Um, But there's many different types of things that your children learn as they're even taking music lessons. I, I think about, I go back to the piano lessons. A lot of parents want their kids to take piano when they're young and they don't necessarily follow through with it. They don't keep doing it as they grow up and get older. Some people will, they'll stick with it forever and play Christmas hymns and music around the piano for their family to sing at the holidays from now on forever. Um, but sometimes it's good just to embrace what that creative outlet is teaching them and how it's helping them to grow mentally, physically, and in other ways. So um, I think about just like music if you're playing any instrument, it's going to help your, your kids to learn how their body and their mind like work together. Um, it's going to help them 
learn sounds and understand if you're singing the meaning of words and the meaning of terms that are connected to music. And, you know, a lot of those come from like a Latin base and it it just helps their vocabulary to grow and expand. Um, Music is highly intertwined with math and you'll see that children who've been exposed to a lot of classical music or listen to classical music as they're young um, will have developed the ability to understand math at a different level and in a different place. Um, accomplishing something like learning how to play a song and, and performing in a recital helps to improve self-esteem and build confidence that your kids may not experience um, if they haven't pursued some of these creative outlets. Um, and also just developing the dexterity in your fingers and, you know, the skills that um, are required to uh, eye-hand coordination for playing the piano and reading the music, things like that. So there's just so many things that um, you're picking up. With dance, you've got the obvious things like coordination and flexibility and balance and muscle tone, um, strength and posture, being focused. And it encourages creativity and discipline um, as you're, I mean, the physical activity is amazing in dance. And so they're, they're growing, their body is developing, their strength is developing, and they also are developing an appreciation for music, usually a different kind of music than they might listen to um, at home. So again, it just expounds their ability to develop physically and mentally, um, and it will enhance their education in ways that you may not anticipate. And um, creative writing is another area that I think sometimes if you don't have your students writing at home, then, you know, if you struggle with that yourself, it's sometimes hard to give them the prompts and the things that they need to write. And some kids will discover their love for writing by doing it. They don't necessarily just start writing one day. But they'll discover their love for doing it and their ability to play with words and use words and create stories um, by doing that. So find ways to expose your kids to writing opportunities that can be fun for them, whether that's keeping a journal and giving them, you know, simple ideas to prompt them to think about writing a story or um, just journaling their thoughts and the things that come together in their mind and you know, it can be really interesting to see what kinds of talents and gifts begin to form through that. <clears throat> Going back to theater and, you know, my son and now my daughter, I it was a funny thing for us to, um, it's especially related to theater, that as my son became very involved and he was four years older, is four years older than my daughter, she would sit next to me kind of shy and embarrassed and say, you're not going to make me do that when I get older, are you? And I just kept encouraging her and saying, no, you don't ever have to act. You never have to do any of those things. And as time passed, she became interested and um, she developed a, a strong interest and desire to participate in theater as well. And there are so many things that I have seen that have come from that embracing of the theater and drama and learning they've everything from just memorization the ability to recall things um 
becoming very aware of their, you know, spatial orientation and interacting with other people and reading people so that they know when they can take their cues. And then just the ability to stand in front of people and confidently talk and speak. I mean, it's done wonders for that, um, you know, ability to have stage presence and to communicate things totally and completely outside of what is theater or drama, but carrying over those same skills into speaking about things that have become important to them, you know, in their culture or speaking at church, um, speaking about, you know, things that they're interested in politically. And it's just been a great way for them to develop. And it was fun. Nothing was forced. Nothing was pressure. It was a lot of fun because they found an outlet of creativity that helped them to grow in other areas. And so I would just encourage you, um, you know, to watch your young children, watch your children as they grow through all their ages and phases of life and see if you can look for opportunities to expose them to something that maybe they haven't done before, include music, include the study of art, um, and include, you know, opportunities in their life to go see things and participate in things that you maybe haven't normally thought of. Um, maybe you're not as interesting to you, but might expose them to an open door that um, will take them down a path that will just be amazing for them and give them an opportunity to really embrace um, a side of them and a part of them that you may never have known about. Um, the arts, we could go on and on for days about the different ways that um, they enhance our world and our individual lives. But I just would encourage you to to begin to look at ways to just include, you know, a little bit here and there. Pay attention to the cues that your children give you. And don't be afraid to try something. Don't be afraid to let them try something new, something you may not be sure about or familiar with. Um, a lot of this was learning a whole new language for me as my kids got involved in these things. Um, but it has been extremely worth it and extremely encouraging to see them blossom and to grow in ways and areas that, that I never, never would have um, and certainly never did. But um, we have many speakers and many artists, musicians, all kinds of um, people that are connected to FPEA um, who can help to encourage and inspire your kids. And I would just suggest that if you have any interest in some of these, these things and you have questions that you can contact um, some of those speakers, some of those people who specialize in those fields, some of the musicians that we have, you can check out some camps that are available all across Florida, even across the United States. And for everything that you might be interested in with regards to homeschooling, um, just connect with FPEA and uh, we can get you on track for all of your needs, homeschooling in Florida, even beyond. Check out our website, fpa.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest um, for all kinds of homeschool tips, activities, suggestions, and ideas for things that you can do with your young kids, 
um, all the way through homeschooling um, and, and things that you might be really surprised will point them in a new direction to explore new creative avenues and ventures. Look forward to joining you next time on FPA Connects. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.